Friday back in here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peter. And now, as always, let's get to The Fan Focus. All right. Starting us off, it's going to be Ken and Anthony on if Amari Cooper can't go, who they want at quarterback. If he's able to go, it makes things much better. But if he's not able to go, then the reliance on Joe Flacco becomes that much more important. And that's why I would rather have a veteran out there than DTR. DTR will keep his head in the thing. He'll be able to watch. God forbid if he has to come out there in the middle of the game, but I would have a lot more confidence in him than I would have with a lot of the other guys. I think watching last night's game showed you, hey, as much as we've been upset with the bronze and the quarterback situation, and damn it, you got every single right, considering over the last couple of years, they've made the biggest deal possible about their backup quarterbacks because you know how much they paid him. You know how much they paid Case Keenum? You know how much they paid Jacoby Brissett. So you knew how much how much importance they put on backup QB, and it looked like they were left with their pants down there for a couple of weeks. But watching the situation Pittsburgh's in, where none of those guys have any confidence in the position whatsoever. All right. I can, I can listen to an argument about DTR without laughing somebody off the radio. Obviously, I want Joe Flacco, but I got more confidence in Joe but I got a decent amount of confidence in either guy. So as rough and rocky as this has been, and that's not to let the front office off the hook, that's not to make excuses for them, as rough and rocky as this has been, they're still in a better situation than a lot of teams that are going to their backup. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. Exactly. I I don't know anybody that thinks it won't be Joe Flacco at this point. I, I know there are some people that were advocating for DTR, but I think even those people knew. I mean... John Greco, I guess. John Greco was advocating for DTR. I, I, I bet if you ask John Greco now after thinking about it for a couple days, he would say, oh, yeah, maybe it is Joe Flacco. Maybe Flacco is the right call. With or without Amari Cooper, that's the answer. But especially without Amari Cooper, DTR cannot be the answer here. He just can't be. I'm sorry. What you need out of Joe Flacco is what Joe Flacco delivered in the game against the Rams. That was not the defense, or excuse me, that was not Joe Flacco's fault. That was the defense's fault. That was the run game fault. It was basically uh, pick your poison of who you wanted to blame that was not Joe Flacco. We should have won that game. I, I get more and more agitated in thinking about that game after the fact because we should have won that game. If you get quarterback play like that out of Flacco, and then he's not throwing up that play in the fourth quarter, that was the obvious big mistake that he made in that game. And I, I can't believe how many people feel like they just they missed what he was going for there. If I if you were to ask me five years ago, what does Joe Flacco do better than anybody else in the NFL? I would tell you it's getting the DPI, getting the defensive pass interference. That's what he does. That's all he was trying to do there. He's the king of throwing the ball deep, but throwing it short of the receiver, having the receiver come back into the play, defender knocks into the receiver, DPI, 45 yards, first down, move the chains. That's that's what he's great at. He was just trying to do that. He just hadn't done it in a while. And it, and then his, his arm, uh, because as Steve Palazzolo says, was too rested. It went a little bit deeper than maybe he thought and ended up just being an interception and an ugly play. Flacco's the answer. I think Stavansky's playing mind games. That's all there is to it. Not even good mind games. Mind games are like what Doug Peterson is doing, but we'll get to that later on. All right, next up, it's Nick on his commentary on gifts for Mackenzie's boyfriend. All right, here we go. Know the room you're in. Mackenzie, um, you know, obviously we are just coming out of cuffing season here. She is, uh, she's dating, I believe, the mustachioed boy we made fun of about six months ago. Mustachioed Could have been three boy. months ago. I don't know. Time's a flat circle. But she was asking, you know, what, what should I get for Christmas? 
for, and I don't even know if she used boyfriend, so now I'm just putting that label on it. I don't know if these kids believe in labels today. Um, however, like I was like, well, what is he into? And she mentioned golf. Now, you got to understand, I'm not excellent at giving gifts, but like I've been in the game long enough. I've been with my wife for you know 16 years. I've got three daughters. Obviously, I have other family members that I buy things for. Me and the cabin boys will get stuff for each other. So, like, I've learned that there are things that you should look for. And so I was like, okay, what else is he into? And now she didn't have a really good comment, and that's not a great sign. Because you should be able to, like, oh, well, he loves anime. And, uh, oh, he's always on the, uh, the, he's always on Pornhub. Like, okay, I can work with these things. But, like, if you're just, like, he likes golf, get him a driver. Like, I don't, like, if you just, it, he, he likes golf, I don't get him a golf cart. I don't know what you're... Okay, getting a, getting someone that likes golf a driver is a bad gift. By the way, you don't ever do that. They have their own clubs. They don't want you buying them a driver. It's not going to be what they want. That's a bad move. Now, Mackenzie, I think I think Nick messed up here. I don't think he gave particularly good advice. And I'll tell you, I think if all you know about your boyfriend is that he likes golf, how old is your boyfriend? He's 24. Congratulations. That's all any dude at that age likes anyway. Like, all you could have said is alcohol and golf, and that would have been about it. You ask my wife to this day, do I like anything in life? She's like, yeah, yeah, he likes golf. It's about it. Like, you're okay. Don't don't let that, don't use that as some sort of referendum on your relationship, please. I think you guys are doing just fine. Now, what have you gotten him for Christmas? Um, I got him some golf balls and I customized them to put my face on them. Fantastic move. Yep. I also did put something else in the back, but I didn't tell you about it. So okay. What it not, like now I need to know. Yeah. yeah. It's, they say I'd rather be with my hot girlfriend. Wait, wait, wait. Like on the golf balls, it says that? Yeah. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but that's just a lie at this point in life. Oh, for sure a lie. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? I don't I, even know if he's going to use them because he's going to, I think he's going to be embarrassed. He, but I he think 11 times out of 10 would always rather be on the golf 100%. Course. I've found that out quickly. Now, the fun thing, though, for you, if you're into this sort of thing, is that anyone he golfs with now, they see that on the golf ball yeah. and they're going to be like, can't have that on the golf ball and, no. and then and and then not show me who your girlfriend is. I'll be, well, basically. then he just turns the other side around and it's my face. Yeah, but did they get your face right? Did they get your face in I like don't know, a... I hope so. Because sometimes on the golf ball that can be a little... It's going to have like bumps all over no, it. No, it'll be the, like really the... stretched out or something. Yeah, I And mean, then you won't look like you. You'll look like, uh, you know what I mean? That that maybe, That's not great, maybe. I don't know. I Like I said, I'll be surprised if he uses them anyway. It's more of like a gag gift, but... No, you told me the brand that you got him. He'll yeah. really use them. I promise you he'll use them. I don't know. I think we got him embarrassed. Not at all. Not in the slightest bit. I'm trying to think if my wife gave me that as a gift. Is if they were, as long as they were Pro V1s, which is what I use. Yeah. I know. Congratulations on all my success. I use a, I drink uh, the cheapest scotch you can you can drink in the world so I can afford expensive golf, uh, golf balls. But I don't, buy them, I don't buy them new with photos on them or anything like that. But if my wife gave me those, 100% I would use them. 100% it would. How if I wasn't, like, when I was single, if a girl gave me that as, like, a Christmas gift or something, oh, yeah, I would use that. That's great. It's fantastic. It's a great gift. Um, but, yeah, anyone he golfs with is going to – it's kind of a power play by you. If he golfs with any girls – Exactly. The cart girls, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I know what you're doing here. That's a good move. I like that move. All right. 
Chestnut Checkers, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, Dan and Baskin on Marvin Harrison Jr. Here we go. When you heard him talk about how much it it hurt him to lose to Michigan three years in a row, what did that make you think? Because because you're you're way more of an Ohio State fan. Well, I just I it's something that we're going to go back on in history after Marvin Harrison Jr. is a great NFL wide receiver, and everyone from Ohio State will always lay claim to him. Uh, and just, Buckeye, like it, that's all you'll see is the word Buckeye in the back of your mind when you see it's a, it's a Buckeye on Sunday. There are plenty of them, and he is without a doubt going to be one of the most famous Buckeyes on Sunday, just because of the way he played at Ohio State. Um, I think it's one of those trivia questions. How many? Someone's going to say how many times did Marvin Harrison Jr. beat Michigan, and then the answer is going to be zero. Does it change? Does your- he want to live that way for the rest of his life? I, I, I could. For $20 million, you could... Okay, well, well, I didn't beat Michigan. Yeah. Baskin's got it right. For $20 million, I could definitely live with the idea that I never beat Michigan. C.J. Stroud is going to have to ask himself this a lot, right? C.J. Stroud lost to Michigan twice, never won a Big Ten title. He is, by all accounts, the least decorated, best quarterback Ohio State has had in my lifetime. Not much of a debate. And at the NFL level... He is right now close to becoming the first Ohio State quarterback to ever be ever uh, selected to a Pro Bowl, which puts him in rarefied air as far as I'm concerned, which is mind-blowing to me that Ohio State has never had a quarterback selected to the Pro Bowl, but it is what it is. If it's fine for C.J. Stroud, it's got to be fine for Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. If anything, I would call C.J. Stroud up and ask C.J. Stroud, hey, you've had a bunch of success in the NFL I want to have a bunch of success in the NFL. If I become you, am I thinking the same way? Am I thinking about the regrets of not beating Michigan or winning a Big Ten title? Or am I just sitting on piles of cash like that scene in Breaking Bad where they're in the uh, the storage locker, the storage closet, and it's Bill Burr and the heavyset dude, and they're just resting on cash? Is that is that what I'm thinking of? Might be the case. That was Bill Burr, right? I think that's right feel like that. I, my brain is playing tricks on me right now. It wasn't Hector Salamanca, I'll tell you that much. All right, next up, Canon Anthony on getting gifts for your spouse. I'm just thinking in my head, I'm going to have to get her something. But the, the only way I get around this is it's still a life where cash is king. Or I kind of, guys, I haven't, I don't know how this is going to work with you. I haven't seen a bill. I haven't seen a paycheck in over a decade. I don't know what my bills are. If anybody calls me over but something, it's like, you to need go. to call my wife. My 216-474-0092. If I go take out cash, I'll take like an extra 20 out, and I'll put it away. And so by like the end of the month, I got 100 And then I can spend it on whatever I want to. Usually it's booze. Yeah. But I got an extra 100 I can spend it on whatever I want, and then she doesn't have to know. So if I spend it on her, well, then she doesn't have to know what I'm able to do that. Like, I'm already thinking, well, her birthday's coming up. She's going to be, in two years, she's got a very big birthday coming up. Don't want to say which one. What are we going to do for that? Well, what am I going to do to sneak past, sneak past my own wife, to make sure I can do something for her? Well, I got to take the cash out and save the cash. It's odd that Ken doesn't take care of his own finances. I don't know why I think that's odd, but I think that's odd. It's fine. I just, doesn't he want to know how much he makes? Doesn't he need that for, like, does Liz go to the contract negotiations here? I want to know that. That's what I need to know. How does he negotiate for more money if he doesn't know what he makes? But that's a different story for a different time. The real question here is, and I get this frustration. 
how do you how do you buy expensive things for your wife or a significant other when you share a bank account? Because if I were to buy my wife something nice for Hanukkah, which second night of Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate it, I would buy her something really nice for Hanukkah. She's going to see where it came from. There's no real way around that. I'm not going to take 20s and stuff them away as I take out money at weird times because she'd be like, why did you take out $100? Where'd the $100 go? She's not going to, I mean, I, what? I don't know. It's it's odd. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I have at times just flat out said, hey, there's a there's a big purchase coming your way to the, the, uh, the account there. Know it's coming and try to avoid your eyeballs if you can, but that's just, it doesn't work. It's a weird thing. We don't talk about it enough in society. I'm glad the guys addressed it this morning. All right, next up. Nick on the Steelers and the Browns. Like if Deshaun had had George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, three guys or two of the three guys who I think are massively underutilized in Pittsburgh. I think Pat Fryermuth, like watching that guy play, he gets consistently open. He gets consistent separation. He is a all-around tight end. That dude, five years from now, in a legitimate modern NFL offense, could be a top five uh, tight end. So the ecosystem, in some degree, is is better around Kenny Pickett. Do not care. If you put Deshaun in that same ecosystem, I think Deshaun his numbers immediately jump because he had, he would have more help with those three players than than the three best offensive players at wide receiver and tight end here. Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. I don't know. It's definitively the Browns. By the way, I just kind of thought of it after we were talking about the uh, the Browns' struggles. I'm sorry, the Steelers' struggles and the, the Steelers' panic that is going in uh, in Yinzertown. The 216-474-0092. Would you rather be the Browns or Steelers moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you got to be the Browns the in this scenario. The rest of the scenario. season, it is the Browns. Yeah, he's right. you got to be the Browns in this scenario. It's not really a debate. Uh, Tomlin is – I don't know if Tomlin gets fired this year. I have a feeling they'll, they'll run it back one more year. But you can't repeat what this season was. Now, if you run it back one more year, does Kenny Pickett come along too? That's got to be the real question. Because if you give him a new chance at a quarterback, and I don't know, maybe they go out there and they get Justin Fields, and then everything is just different for Pittsburgh. If it was my money, that's what I would do. I would make a trade with Chicago, get Justin Fields, give Tomlin one more year, and then if he can't win you eight, nine games with Justin Fields, then you got to move and you got to go a different direction. But with Justin Fields and that defense – what I'm telling you guys is that we shouldn't laugh too loud at what's happening in Yinzertown right now because they're just uh, Kenny Pickett out the door, Justin Fields in the door away from all of a sudden being the same annoying Steelers that we've known for a very long time. And that is the fan focus. 216474 to below 92. We come on back. Should we use this game as a barometer for how we will look in the postseason? It's overtime with Jonathan Beetle here with you on the fan. 